Cats, News Radio, WRBA. Well, it is Thursday evening now, isn't it? No doubt about that. Uh, our buddy Craig Peterson should be joining us. We're having some uh, technical difficulties. Okay, okay, we got it. We got it. Uh, and how appropriate that uh, Craig, who is like my go-to tech guy, uh, with all sorts of information that keeps me safe online and the rest of it, uh, yeah, we got phone issues today. What are you going to do? Hey, Craig, I welcome you, my friend. You are you are fully connected and ready to go. Sure, let's do it. Okay. <laughs> well, that's the enthusiasm I'm looking for. Thanks. Uh, yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> it is good. Okay, to have Jeff. You. What did you break? No, I not me. Oh gosh, they don't even let me touch stuff. I'm not allowed to look at things. Are you kidding me? <laughs> It's like me going to Lowe's. Heidi's like, no, you can't go to Lowe's. You can't go to Home Depot. You buy stuff you don't know how to use. And No, no. Mm-mm. Wasn't me. I trust you. Uh, now, listen, I, before we get into all of this, can I ask you about uh, your friends, your family, everything else in Israel? How's everybody doing? Sure. Well, everybody's doing okay there. They're doing fine. They're, they're still worried. They're, they're not in any sort of an active war zone which is really good. But okay. but I have a niece there who's about to turn 18. And as you know, of course, that means it's time for mandatory military service. And, you know, with things the way they are, our family's still very, very concerned about all of these goings on. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, I'm, I'm glad that uh, at least they're not in, quote, an active uh, uh, war zone, but uh, for mm-hmm. your niece, boy, that's it's. I mean, it's essential, of course, but boy, it, it, it's not going. It's not easy. It's just never easy. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it's not. And of course, they they don't hold back those young women from the front lines. They're they're some of their best fighters, frankly. Oh yeah. But uh, it's uh, yeah, it, it's just uh, it's unbelievable. Here we are in the the twenty first century, and these sort of. I don't know if you want to call it European war. I guess it kind of is. Yeah. But uh, are, are still going on. What, what's happened? Haven't we learned? Yeah. No. No, the answer is no. I mean, I, I know it's uh, it's got uh, a little bit of subtext, a little bit of context, but the answer is no. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know uh, unless, unless uh, the IDF goes in there and really does completely and totally eliminate Hamas. I mean, it's just... Uh, uh. It's a matter of you, you know, like kicking the can down the road. Eventually, the can's coming back. So, yeah, and of course, that's what they've been doing for a very long time now, which yeah. is sad. Hey, yeah. um, I've been doing a little bit of research here because I've been saying probably for twenty years that, frankly, the first shots of World War Three have already been fired, and and those are in the cyber world. Yes. And so, I, I've been looking into some of the reports coming out of there. Because before Russia invaded Ukraine, I mean, reclaimed its territory, um, (laughs) they they started a cyber war against Ukraine. And it it really was ramped up just a few days before the invasion. But they did everything, including getting into their national tax system in Ukraine and making some changes to the software so that anybody paying taxes was now infected and under their control. Well, it looks like Russia is involved directly with what's happening here with Hamas, and that there was some movement, uh, it looks like a few days before, again, Hamas started up against various Israeli targets, 
trying to, I don't know, soften them up, I guess. Interesting, because Israel has a reputation, as you well know, of being uh, out in front of things in terms of uh, the tech world. There's that whole, jeez, yeah. um, I forget the name. There was a whole operation. Remember, they took down nuclear stuff in Iran, and it was all cyber. Yeah, it was. It was us and, and uh, Israel. Yeah, it, it was kind of a clever little operation that they did there in Iran to, to shut down those, those uh you know, spinners for yep. making nuclear yellow cake, basically. Right. But, yeah, it, it's something else. And uh, most people aren't aware of it, but about 40% of Israel's economy is based on high-tech. It's amazing. 10% of all of the people in the country are employed in various high-tech jobs. Oh so this is also hurting their economy dramatically because we now have uh, young men and women that were working in this technology economy yep. who have now been pulled out. Of course, you know, part of the 300,000 plus reservists that are getting involved in this now. And that means their companies are hurting. Some of these companies have actually moved their employees out of Israel, which I thought was kind of an interesting move on their part wow. in order to help keep them safe and kind of keep it going. But, you know, a, in, in many ways, historically, I, this is, <laughs> okay, don't misunderstand me, yeah. but wars have been good for economies, right? Yes. Because no, that's, that's things true. Are, the whole military-industrial complex, I mean, you, you can pretend that it's not the case, but absolutely, they have, uh, in many ways, been boons for economies. Yeah, absolutely. And in, in this case, at least so far, it's, uh, it's looking like it's going to be a very big net negative for Israel. So they have all kinds of reasons to uh, obviously respond potentially in kind with what happened. Uh, but we're also seeing some interesting things with social media yeah. and pulling Elon Musk into this, too, because social media accounts of some of these people that were kidnapped were taken over by Hamas and were used to live stream to the families of these people. Now, that's absolutely amazing to me. So that means those people were almost certainly coerced. It wasn't as though they could hack uniquely these individual social media accounts. Right. Then we also have, with the whole social media thing going on, what do you do now with uh, censoring things? So, for instance, the European Union has now told X, formerly known as Twitter, that there are these specific things that need to be taken down because it's disinformation. And so now we've opened up that, yeah, can of worms, right? What's disinformation? Who gets to say is the European Union, the European Parliament, the ultimate arbitrator of truth in the world? Or is it the Biden administration? Uh, you know, it's hard to say. Yeah. Elon Musk, of course, is trying to shut down some of the stuff that influenced our elections and elections in other parts of the world where there were various bots and these autonomous servers where there may be 10,000 accounts spreading disinformation. And certainly some of that has been going on with this whole uh, is a Ukrainian thing. And now uh, Hamas and Israel as well, where they are trying purposely to spread disinformation. So it's we're, we got a lot of interesting things going on right now. And, of course, Musk is trying to make Twitter kind of open. Yeah. And they, he's now charging a dollar a year 
if you want to post on on X from New Zealand or the Philippines, he's planning on rolling that out worldwide. And the basic idea is, yeah, we, we do this so that it makes it almost impossible for these massive bot farms to be able to operate. Because now 10,000 bots, it's not just that it's going to cost them $10,000, but 10,000 different credit card numbers and other things. So yeah. he, Musk is doing some stuff to try and straighten it out. But, man, this is really a whole different world. And, and yet, at the same time, it isn't. You know, the weird thing, Craig, well, a lot of weird things, but one of the weird things I saw was that there was criticism from both sides relative to Elon Musk. There were people saying, oh, my God, he's so clearly on the side of the uh, Hamas people and, and other ones that said, oh, my God, he's so clearly on the side of the Israelis. Does that mean he's doing mm-hmm. something right if everybody's torqued at him? Yeah, isn't that the saying, right? Yeah, uh, yeah he, he is. He, he's really trying to let there be open discussion because, again, how do you know what's true, especially in the fog of war? Yes. Yes. Oh, my God. Well, listen, Craig, I appreciate you being here. We'll get back to our regular uh, Tuesday visits next week. That is Craig Peterson. Uh, please make sure that you check out CraigPeterson.com, CraigPeterson.com. I know last two weeks we've been focused on all of the developments coming from israel and we'll we'll continue with that uh but craig's newsletter that comes out every week has also got uh tips and tricks and ideas for all of us uh just sitting behind our computers or playing on our phones here in the united states he's a great great guy check it out craigpeterson.com 545 jeff katz news radio wrva